Mark and uh, tonight we'll be uh, previewing the Tuesday night's home match against Swansea City. Um, we've got a couple of guests tonight. Um, we've got Ken Stewart and Victoria Oaks, um, regular Coventry City fans. And we've also been joined tonight by Swansea City fan Amy Clement. Um, she's also from the Her Game uh, 2 um, campaign and we'll be talking a bit about that tonight as well. Um, Amy, very, very warm welcome to our podcast. Um, just wanted to ask a couple of questions on um, the, Her, the Her Game 2 campaign. Um, just just to, for those who are not aware about it, just explain to, to those listening what it's about and what, what it's trying to, what, what its aims and achievements, achieves, what you're trying to achieve, shall I say? Um, so we started up in May uh, and we were just a group of 12 female football fans. Um, all who had received sort of sexist abuse online, in person, in the workplace, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, surrounding football. Um, and a couple of the girls decided, you know, it's time to sort of do something about it. There was no current campaign for anti-sexism in, in football uh, and sport. So we thought, well, let's give it a go. Um, we did. We released our first video on the FA Cup final day back in May. Um, it went viral really quickly. We had like, over a million views in 24 hours and we sort of realised, okay, we're on to something here. Like, it's not just us, you know, it's a, no. there's a whole host of women out there who who have related to the campaign in some way. Um, and we then, from then, it's just been, oh, like an ongoing kind of journey of, like, how we can create awareness, you know, work with the clubs, work, you know, from a grassroots level up to professional level. Um, we've been partnering with clubs, like I said, um, just kind of raising awareness how to report sexism, uh, you know, what is actually done when yeah. it's reported, doing, you know, doing the kind of deep work in that sort of sense, um, kind of creating a brand, really, a community for girls to get involved in. And it's yeah. been amazing. The response has been so good. Um, we're now partnered with, I think, 18 clubs in in the EFL, which is really, really exciting. Um, yeah. And for further calls and, you know, things ongoing. So it's going really well. It's really exciting, and we're very grateful for everyone's support. So, yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, no, I think it's been great to hear. I think um, it's, I think the the game is going in the right direction in terms of you know the the, the women the women's super league, um, the number of professionals in the women's game. I think the standard of women's football is getting better. Uh, also, I think the officials. Um, I think the standard of officiating is really good. I mean, Shah Massielis, as an example, run the line in, in the Premier League. Funnily enough, from Coventry, ironically as well. But she's probably, I argue, one of the best assistant referees. So it just goes to show that football is for everyone. And I think that's the key message uh, for me. It's, it's, it doesn't matter your, your background, your gender, your sex, your, or whatever, um, creed or colour. It's, 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 it's for everyone. So that's 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 the main, main key thing. And... Um, yeah, I think it's a great campaign, and uh, I congratulate you for it. Have you had many responses? You say to eighteen responses, except from professional. Those are official uh, partnerships that we've set up. So there's been like an official statement from the club. There's been action within the club in terms of like you know we've got posts. We do lots of graphics and posters about how to report sex abuse. 
um, you know, like text numbers, email addresses, you know, making people aware of how to go about it. Because we did a survey early on. And the main thing was, is that women and, and, and girls were sort of like, I don't really know how to report it, you know, and, you know, we're trying to make that kind of stuff more accessible. Um, we've done other things as well, like with Exeter City, we had a Her Game 2 dedicated weekend where they had a male game on the Saturday, female game on the Sunday, got loads of like local sports teams, everything involved and we're doing yeah. all sorts of stuff like that. And, it, you know, some of the clubs have just been amazing, really. Uh, and we are we are in talks with Coventry at the moment, which is really exciting because yeah. we honestly every time we post something, someone will tag like Coventry and say, "Can you can you get on board? Like when are Coventry getting on board?" Yeah. It's yeah. been really, really interesting to see that, um, and they're they're really keen to do something quite big with us. So yeah, yeah. What- I mean, I, I've been tweeting out on that as well because the thing about our club, Coventry City, is you know Jimmy Hill in the sixties was was a man ahead of his time back then. And he, one of the fundamental beliefs of Jimmy Hill was football's not just about the man, it's about the family. You know, take the family to a game of football and enjoy, enjoy the occasion. And I think that's one of the, one of the, that's the sort of example, you can imagine what it was like back in the 60s where, you know, it would be unheard of for a woman to go to a football match. It, you know, you can imagine, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine the sex abuse would be really, really bad. But Jimmy Hill was a visionary and he looked at it and he thought, actually, football is actually about everyone you know it's about the family it's a family it should be a family thing so i think the, i think i think it's really important for clubs like ourselves to, to get behind it because for that exact reason that it's just simply it's, it's a game for everyone and um, no one should be discriminated or, or, or anything like that there should be no sex abuse so yeah no I, I definitely applaud your efforts so far and i hope it i hope it keeps moving on the right direction yeah. <laughs> Me too. Exactly. um i want to move on to the game tuesday night um, I want to start with Swansea. Um, decent win yesterday. Yeah. Um, how 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 how's the season going? Would you say from a Swansea fans' point of view? Yeah, it's definitely um, it's starting to click, which is really really exciting. Um, obviously, Russell Martin came in very very late. Um, he didn't have any pre-season with the boys, and we got a lot of new people come in. You know, kind of on the last day even. So we knew it would be a process, and that it would take time. Um, but everyone's very, very happy with how it's going. It wasn't a great start. I think I think at the moment we're sitting on like five wins, five losses and a draw. But if you look at our sort of performance, you'd expect a bit more. But like I said, the last sort of, the last yesterday was particularly good. And our performance against West Brom and Cardiff were exceptional. And I think that, you know, the Birmingham game, we were there away. It was a bit of a one game to many situation. They were obviously tired. Um, I needed a bit of a break after those two big fixtures previous. But yeah, it's it's in there. I don't. I I I've said since the beginning of the season, like you know, new manager, lots of new players, complete new style of play, like a complete overhaul to last season. You know, yeah. mid table would be really good, but you know, you do get that kind of like, oh, maybe maybe we could finish a bit higher now. Now it's starting to click, but yeah. long way to go. Yeah, long way to go. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just want to bring Ken in. I think wants to ask you a question. Yeah. Yeah, good evening, evening Amy. Um, I just want to go, you've got one of our players, Liam Liam Walsh, in your squad. Mm. Fantastic player for us last year. Um, very highly rated. Uh, but you don't seem to be getting into the team much um, or getting involved at all with Swansea. I, I can't quite understand what, what, what was... I know he had a couple of injury problems. Um, yeah. He really is a fantastic player. and I just can't understand why... He, why he's not involved? I mean, do you know any any? Have you seen much about him, or do you know much Absolutely. about him? Absolutely. Um. Yeah, he is a very good player. What I've seen of him has been really 
quite impressive actually. He did he came in with an injury possibly and then um has also been injured since the beginning of the season and what are we only like fourteen games in. He's yeah. a few times as a sub um and has made a difference, which is is what you need. But our midfield at the moment is very, very is, we've actually got quite a lot of depth, which is for a Swansea fan that's like unbelievable to say. Um but at the moment we're working with the sort of Matt Grimes and Flynn Downs uh with like a, a number ten in Encham and like Encham very, very, very good. Um well sort of I'm not sure where he fits in with that three. Um, yeah who were quite defensive about holding midfielders and then obviously Antrim's sort of number 10. Um, yeah. But he has come on and made an impact at times because he plays some lovely, lovely passes. Um, yeah. I think fitness is, is possibly the main problem there, to be honest. Did you, do you think the change of manager didn't do any any favours? Because the manager now didn't sign him, did he? It was a previous manager that signed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Cooper signed him. So, but I think he would. Fit, I think he fits the system. Um, because it is a very much possession-based, you know, passing sort of thing. But I'd be interested to see when he's fully fit if he starts getting in the team a bit more. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, he's a great player. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Uh, Victoria, I think you want to make, you want to say something. Yeah, great. Thanks for that. Welcome, Amy. Um, you, you just mentioned obviously that you've had quite a lot of new players come in um, during the summer, um, and obviously we know that Ayu, who was quite a well-known player left i just wondered for sort of the commentary fans who maybe haven't seen a lot of swansea so far this season yeah. um who we should be looking out for on tuesday night as a sort of particular threat or sort of maybe exciting player something like that absolutely yeah obviously losing Ayu was a big deal for the swans particularly last season because he was you know over the years he's come down with us from the premier has been so important but yeah. he was so expensive to hold on to and his wages were ridiculous and i think for what we've probably now got it's it's actually much more um, import, you know, for us developing as a championship team, it's much better. Yeah. Um, but I mean, signing of the season for us has to be Joel Pirro as our striker. He, he cost us a million pounds, and I, it, he's just fantastic. Like he's everything we've missed the last sort of four years, really. Um, obviously, he hasn't played like in any English leagues or anything before, so he's fairly unknown. But he's lethal um, in the right position. He will put it away. Um, which is again what, yeah, what we've really lacked over the last few years, but definitely a threat in front of goal. You know, he's he scored. What has he scored now? Eight, eight out of four, in fourteen games, which is not oh, too. A good turn. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's got a bit of meat to about him. Which, if you ever watched us in the Premier League when we went up, we we had a bargain of a guy called Meacho, and he's got a bit of that about him. His attitude, his style of play. Um, he just seems to be in the right places at the right time. Good on the ball. Um, definitely one to watch. Oh, interesting. I'll watch out for him on Tuesday night then, but hopefully he won't have a good game. Yeah, I think I think Piero, from, from doing my research, I think is, is the big threat for us. I think he scored like eight goals this season. Is that right, Amy? Um, and um, I think, I think uh, looking from a commentary point of view, I think this is actually quite a dangerous game for me um, because, you know, we, beat, we, we won yesterday against Hull, um, I would say it was a, a solid but not spectacular performance. It was a, we just got just done enough to get the job done. We 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 easily won the game, but it wasn't a performance that um, was was great. But I think I think being at home is important. I think Swansea for me are a sort of side this season that you know could he can easily challenge for the playoffs in my opinion. So I think I think this is going to be a, a difficult game. Um, Ken, what changes do you think we could? You know, would you make any changes ahead of the Swansea game? 
Well, to be honest, I was surprised he never made any changes for the whole game. Um, yeah. I thought I thought he might have made a couple of changes after the derby, the draw with Derby. Uh, I, I mean, I know Jamie Allen came on uh, and Walker came on, Kelly came on. I wouldn't be surprised if he he brought Kelly back mm-hmm. um, for Sheaf, and then perhaps I don't know. Um, up front wise, he started with Vic again, didn't he? Um, it's interesting up front. You know, I'd have probably tempted to give Vic a rest and, and go with Walker myself. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Jamie Allen as well. So I think he'll make a couple of changes because we've got two home games coming up. Um, so I think you'll find he'll make a couple of changes for Tuesday night. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if he brings in Kelly and Walker myself. Yeah. Uh, Victoria, would you go along with that? Um, I think if I was going to make a change, I'd probably be more likely to bring out Alan back in, um, personally, um, rather than Walker. Um, but I mean, I think that I, I wasn't really surprised he didn't make any changes at Hull because I think away from home, especially because we've been struggling, the team he set out was a bit more robust. I think Alan just slightly weakens our um, sort of defensive position. Um, but at home, I think that's a, that's a different sort of, when, when you're sort of trying to take the game to the opposition. I think he's the sort of player that, that can do that, isn't he? So um, yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be inclined to bring Alan back in. Um, I think he's been a bit unlucky in the last few home games not to get more game time. Um, and he looked a threat when he came on on Saturday. So yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think I think Mark Robbins will keep the I think will keep the same team. Me personally, I wouldn't keep the same team. I would. I'd like to see Jamie Allen start. I agree with you, say Victoria. Um, I'd probably. I'm not. I'm just not convinced about Sheaf and and Hayman that centre midfield. And and. It, I think I think he'll go with that, but it's just not not what I'd. Want. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I thought one interesting tactical. Ch- uh, change he made yesterday was when we were leading at Hull was he took off the striker a bit big Vic and he and he brought on Allen just to give that extra extra protection in the midfield. He played three across the middle, so five across the whole midfield, which I thought then stifled Hull. Uh, do you think Ken? It's a possibility that he could even surprise us and maybe play the one up front and maybe buff pack the midfield. Do you think that could happen? Uh, possibly, uh, but I don't think he'd do that. He'd probably do that away from home. I don't think he'd do that at home. No, no. I think he'd keep both two strikers up front at home. But yeah, I mean, I do agree with you. Jamie Allen deserves a spot in, in the starting lineup. He's been unlucky, really. Uh, but it's just what combination he goes with, isn't it? Um, I like Kelly. I mean, I think Kelly and Hamer work better together than 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 Hamer. Yeah. Uh, than Sheaf. You know, Sheaf and Hamer. I, I'd rather have Kelly and Hamer in there. Yeah. But then again, you've got to try and find a space then for Jamie Allen, haven't you? Exactly, it's, yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a difficult job and who would be a manager in that situation? Uh, but I think just for simple reason, we've, we've got, you know, three games in, in a week, if you like. I, that's why I think he'll freshen it up and they'll rotate the squad. But I think they'll find a couple of changes on Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kelly came back. And I wouldn't be surprised if he rested Big Vic and, and put Walker in. I wouldn't be surprised about that either. Uh, yeah. But yeah, or either either or Kelly or Jamie Allen for me. They're both, you know, either either of them could come in. Uh, yeah. We've got a strong squad in that position. Wide midfield wide, we've got we've got a lot of options, haven't we? So yeah, you know, it's a difficult decision. But um, you know, whatever 
where he goes, I, I think he'll make at least two two changes myself. Yeah. Uh, Victoria, we'll bring you back in. I was just going to ask Amy, actually, whether she'd had a chance to watch much of Coventry this season and if there was any particular players that um, you thought would be a threat to Swansea on, on um, Tuesday or indeed that you thought you'd quite like to have in your team. Just what your view was on that. <laughs> Bring up Jokeres because that's definitely a talking point. Obviously, he was mm-hmm. with us for what half a season last year, um, and it, I mean, he was a disaster. Uh, <laughs> I remember watching him with my dad, and my dad just sort of looked at me and was like, Has this guy ever played football before? You know, it was that bad. And to see him thriving with you guys, you know, it's sort of amazing and also annoying at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he didn't settle at the Swans at all, he just it just didn't work for him. Um, in the slightest um obviously and and it's very very Swansea to concede goals to former players so I know I've seen on Twitter you know people saying you know obviously Jokres is bagging two at the on Tuesday so I think people are definitely wary of him and what he's sort of become being with you guys I think I think one of the things looking at Swansea's last six games is the away form needs to needs to improve I think you know I think was it one point the last six games away from home Yes. Or the last three three away games, shall I say? But that's overall the last six games. But that's something I think if you you know if you need if you're targeting top. I mean, same with with Coventry. To be fair, we've only won our second game. Like Hull's only our second win away this season. But that's something that Swansea would need to do, isn't it? I think that's the probably concern you'd have as a Swansea fan. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we've got um, Bournemouth away at the weekend, so it's two really big games. Um, yeah. In a couple of games, you know, I think it will be a really good indicator of like where we're actually at. You know, playing you guys very, very on form and obviously Bournemouth, who are just storming both away. I think it will be a really interesting couple of fixtures to see yeah. how we're doing, really. Yeah, very tasty fixtures, definitely. Yeah, it should be a good game. Yeah. You know, Bournemouth sort of playing, you know, fairly similar football in terms of like dominating possession and quite attacking. You know, it's it's quite a, quite a clash. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, from what the games I've seen this season, I'd say Bournemouth for me are the best side in the league. Uh, yes. They 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 technically look a very good team. They don't have many weaknesses, so I think I think that's going to be a hard game for you there. And I think it's going to be a, we've got them in November, I think, and that's not a game I'm looking forward to as a fan. <laughs> I don't think anyone uh, is. No, um, Ken, I'll bring you back in. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Bournemouth would probably will probably go on and win the league. They're, they're the best team in the. In the division by far at the moment, I think consistency-wise. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a difficult game when you play them and, and when we play them. Um, but what I was going to ask, Amy, is supporters-wise, um, are you um, expecting a big, you know, to, a big following away at Coventry, or it's what's the sort of following you've been getting away from home? Yeah, not too bad at all, really. I think at Birmingham we had about 1,600 or something like that. Obviously, no, that's that not bad, yeah. Okay, but it's not bad at all. And honestly, like, the fans are really enjoying the football, so people want to go and watch it. I think if we were playing how we were playing last season, although we were winning, it wasn't inspiring. Whereas at the moment, people are just loving it. Even if we lose, we lost against Birmingham and people were singing and <laughs> people were happy. Yeah. Um, so I think people are quite keen to to go to the away games at the moment, which is is nice. Yeah, really. Yeah, nice. I mean, if you're playing good football, I feel like we're we're playing good football. We play good football, and supporters yeah. like what they see. That they'll they'll pay money and go and watch it, won't they? Absolutely. Yeah, they're a loud bunch. They're quite a loud bunch. The away fans. Oh, I, I can imagine all the Welsh yeah. I mean, Cardiff are very similar when they came. Yeah. They came down and, yeah. Uh, 
they were very loud, but uh, they, they all seem to be loud, all the Welsh. Yeah, it's in the blood, definitely. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, Amy says she's happy if they lose, but, you know, they play well. But I think Cardiff would be the exception to that, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we played yeah. very well against them and managed to win, so that's nice. Yeah. It's, always, it's always nice to win a local derby, isn't it? Oh, it, it just, it's such a big fixture for us. It really, really is. And it's, um, we've, neither team has ever done the double in a, in a season before. Really? Yeah, so obviously if you win the first match, you can relax a little bit. Because if you lose the first one, you think, we lose that second one. That's We're the first team to drop. Um, yeah, the pressure's on, isn't it? The pressure's yeah, on. So it was, it was an amazing game, though. We just, yeah, played them off the park, really. So that was exciting. Uh, of course, Mick McCarthy's lost his job now, hasn't he? So Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, so it didn't surprise me there, to be honest, the, way, the start they've had. Yeah, it's pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm going to ask a very, very important question now. I'm going to ask for your thinking caps for score predictions for Tuesday night's game. So um, we'll go in the red corner or the white corner, shall I say. We'll go for <laughs> Amy. Um, how do you see the game going Tuesday night? I think it's going to be really a really tough game um, against you guys. No one's kind of sleeping on you at all. I think people really respect what you know how you're playing and the results you're getting. I would. I mean, you know, obviously I'd love the three points, but to take a point away at Coventry, I think the season would be a very, very good result for us. So I'm going to go with a two-all. A two-all. Excellent stuff. Ken, would you go along with that or not? Oh, high-scoring draw. Yes. Um, I fancy us at home to beat anybody, to be fair, because we're playing quite well at home. Yeah. But, you know, next two games, I'll, I'd be happy with four points, one in a draw. Uh, and I do probably think Tuesday night's game against Swans is probably going to be the harder of the two. Um, so, yeah, I'd be happy with a draw. Um, I'd be happy with a draw, but I think we might sneak it 2-1. Victoria, what's your uh, prediction? Yeah, I think I'm hoping it'll be a quite an enjoyable game, actually, because two teams that actually want to play football, um, which is always enjoyable, as opposed to some teams that turn up and just want to want to kill the game off. So, so the main thing is that hopefully it'll be something enjoyable to, to watch. And... Um, I don't know, it's just hard to look past our home form, isn't it? I just think that, that hopefully there's enough there to, um, especially after the confidence from Saturday, that, that hopefully we can sneak that. And I think maybe 2-1, like Ken said, would be um, hopefully the, the, the result. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit on the fence and go for a draw. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not sitting on the fence again, Mark. I always sit on the fence. Because <laughs> I'm terrible at predicting scores. So if I sit on the fence, I know well, we've got a chance of... I'm always wrong. It won't be too yeah. I'm always wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think it's one of them games. I think I can see it being a one-one. I don't know why. I, I can see Swansea scoring first and we'll get an equaliser. I, I don't think. I mean, I, I look at the previous game at St Andrews last season. Okay, maybe a different side, nil-nil. Um, I think I think you're right, Ken. I think four points next two games. I, I'd love six points, and I think we're good enough to win this game. But I just think the performance performances haven't been like I think yesterday was a good win of course at Hull but not not the complete performance and I think what we need to do in these sort of games is you know obviously the home games are so important is is we need to be a bit more ruthless in front of goal that's that's my main biggest concern um there's been a lot of games where I mean yesterday we got you know we managed to get the three points where we have scored first and opposition have managed to come back in the game so um I think we're good enough to win, but I'm 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 just have a horrible fear to be a one-one. Um, so it'll be um, interesting to see how 
I'm, I'm finding it really interesting because that the, the sort of way we're playing is we are dominating games even if we lose them. We're you know sitting in seventy percent possession in, in some games, you know, really high sixties, and it's for me it's always about how that team responds to that. Like Peterborough just gave, they looked like they just gave up. They were like, well, we can't yeah. get the ball. We're not going to create anything. Whereas Birmingham were very much more, it was it was quick. The minute they got the ball, they were quick, 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 up they got. And, and yeah. that caught us off guard. So if you play like that, you know, you'll be able to easily be able to kind of take the game think, away. Yeah, I think I think the, the biggest thing with the championship, just to speak and broadly speak as a, um, watching the championship, is how well teams play the press. I think if you play the press well, you can you can get turnover possession very quickly, and then you know that's the reason why, for example, we got stuffed at Luton, um, which I don't, don't like bringing up, obviously being a fan, um, as it's Halloween as well. Um, is that they pressed us so well on a tight pitch, and I think I think it's the sort of game if we can get on the front foot and get into Swansea's face as a as a, as a fan, I think we can definitely beat Swansea. Uh, I just think this game, I've just I've got a horrible feeling one one. I don't know why. I don't think we'll lose, but I think one-one. I think I think Swansea um, are a better side than what the league t- table suggests, um, and I think by the end of the season, I think they'll be certainly be pushing for playoffs, in my opinion. Um, but I say that I say about Sheffield United, but Sheffield United lost again, so it's, it's, it's just strange. Yeah, it's strange. I think I think I think overall, I think the championship is a very tight league, though. Isn't it? It's not I mean, okay. I think I think Bournemouth, Fulham, West Brom are going to be fine out for the top two, but after that, I think. It's, it's one of them seasons, isn't it? It's really up for grabs, I think. Mm-hmm. I, think I think a lot of teams, and including ourselves, I, I, I think as a fan, I think I look at, it's so important to win your home games. I think that's the big thing. Um, and I think if we want that top six, we have to go and, and win it, win on Tuesday night. That's just my view. And well, I can say about any game, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just not, not feeling as optimistic as I have in previous games. I think it's just because of... I think the derby, the last couple of games, derby and um, and and Hull. Okay, we won yesterday, but I still still felt like, you know, one nil. I would like to two or three nil. Do you know what I mean? I'm just I remember being a bit fussy, but you know that's just me. And we're just clicking a bit as well. Now we our trajectory is starting to go upwards rather than up and down, up and down. It is kind of slowly moving that way now, and it's just you know if we were to take points from you, that would be a, an amazing step forward for sure for us. So it's definitely quite an important game. I feel. I think. I think it's quite you know one of those moments where you think, wow, if we can beat someone sitting in fourth away, you know we've beaten West Brom at home. You think, okay, we're playing with you know we, we can beat the bigger teams this this season as well. So. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, very competitive league, isn't it? And, and on the day, anybody can beat anybody in the championship. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just on the day, really, and uh, how you perform and how you cope with them, um, with the team you're playing and the tactics you come up against. Yeah, Victoria. I think that's the thing, isn't it? That, that it is such a tight league, and and, and every season, um, it's just it's the teams that I suppose manage to get a bit of form going are the ones that that manage to sort of break away from the sort of tightness of the rest of the league but I guess I mean we said this before the Middlesbrough and Cardiff games that that was a bit of a I suppose a test about how far we'd come and, and we managed to win both of those games and I think this Swansea game is a, is a massive game for the same reason we we struggled I think last season in, in both the games against Swansea and I guess very much like Amy saying it's a test for, for where they are I think it's a test for where we are as well I think yeah. it really is quite an important game for both of our seasons really to say where where we both are and what, what result we can get and actually saying all that it probably will be a draw because both teams are one and not throw it away <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Well, we'll wrap it up for tonight. Um, I want to um, extend my thanks once again to uh, Amy Clement. Thank you for coming on uh, to our podcast. You've been a great guest. Yeah, thanks, uh, Amy. Thanks, 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 Amy. Thanks, Vicky, and thanks, Ken, for your time this evening. No well, that's, that's our that's our uh, that's our views on on, on Tuesday night's game. Um, obviously, feel free to comment on our social media channels on how you think the game will go. Do you agree with what we say? Um, and, and feel free to comment. Uh, thanks once again for listening. Play up Sky Blues, and we'll speak to you on the next podcast, which will be, I think, Thursday this week. Thanks very much. Yeah.